Hashtag SAFM Viewpoint. 2113, Ms. Nidia Lawrence, actuary at Metropolitan, is on the line. A very important conversation. I don't imagine anybody would disagree with you when we say financial literacy should be an all-year thing for all age groups, especially. There can't be assumptions made simply because you are an elderly person. You therefore know things about money. Nidia, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to SAFM. Thank you. Your thoughts, money, all year round, all ages? I absolutely agree. Financial education is definitely um, very important for young and old. How do we get to that point where, first of all, this is just an accepted norm, it's an accepted truth, and mainstream anything makes sufficient allowance and contemplates that so that in the information that is produced, more especially in this information age, it's age appropriate, language appropriate, medium appropriate, stage appropriate, financial literacy. Mm. Mm. Yes, I do think that to create a savings culture in South Africa is so important so that it's inherent in us that we spend less than we earn and to put less emphasis on what we can buy. And I think that must stay, start at a very, very young age. But you're right. The challenge is to make it specific to the age group, no matter which medium you use. And it comes down to education, but educating people about money. This speaks now to unearthing essentially, first things first, the psychology of money. Because it is really a psychology. You talk to people who talk about old money and how they engage conversations with money. And sometimes you would even hear disparagingly at times that riches are loud, wealth is silent. So let's talk about the psychology of money. Yes, I think what's very important um, is to also to look at other countries and how they've instilled a savings culture. And I think it comes from school education, but more importantly, what the family teaches the child. Do the children see their parents drawing up a budget to make sure that they save first and then they spend? What is the message that we give them in the schools? What's the message that the government teaches us when we look at the national budget and how much we import and how much we spend. Um, but there's a lot that we can all do in terms of education and the messages that we put across, say, as a company, you now as a radio station, which is amazing that we talk about financial literacy mm. and, and psychology as well. And the more we talk, the more people will actually realize how important it is that you can actually think different about money. Good point. Why is money and money talk stigmatized, especially in social circles? It's difficult sometimes for people to admit that they are broke or they can't afford something, generally speaking, of course, not specific speaking. Why is that aspect of money stigmatized? Because I suppose it lends itself to the conversation itself not taking place and lends itself by extension to the continued illiteracy. Mm. And one would think that it could be perhaps something of our modern age with social media and that we put only the best of ourselves out there. But this is as old as I think as, you know, as the world itself, where people generally don't want to talk about it. It could be 
shame on the one hand or perhaps because you see somebody else who owns something and you think they've they've bought it themselves but probably it's just on a credit card and you don't even know it so i think by not talking about it could be because of many reasons um but it could also be just because if you think about education in schools and what people think about there, and the more you speak about it, the more people think that they can actually voice it. If we think about all the different topics that are currently discussed at schools that used to be a taboo a few years ago, and it would be great if we can start talking about money as well like that, as if it's a more general thing and we can actually touch it and we it doesn't need to be something that we're that we want to put away and and don't talk about. Imaginably then, the financial landscape in the country, given some of the challenges we have already, and the realities, frankly, that are just open even for the naked eye to see, is rather grim. Do you just want to share, even if it might be difficult to hear, but nonetheless it is a reality, the financial landscape of the country, for instance, and an economic outlook of what the current financial landscape in South Africa looks like. We've already mentioned that we have a poor savings culture and, and that we need to increase and engage our habits differently and better. What might be the critical statistics that we need to know, contemplate and address as a matter of urgency because it's reality? Mm. I think on the positive side, um, we do see that the inflation is going to ease at least to the South African Reserve Bank target range between 3 and 6% in 2024, and that's a good thing. I think what we need to focus on is also the, that the fact that only 10% of South Africans will be able to retire comfortably, which means that for economic outlook, people need to look further than just next year when the inflation will ease and actually see it as an opportunity to save towards retirement and to, even if it's just 5% of what they earn that they can put away, and also to save towards a specific goal and put goals down, even if it's for the education of their child, even if it's 10 rand that they put away or 50 rand that they put away. And again, that is talking to the culture. But yes, in terms of we do have our challenges like the electricity um, crisis and um, people generally saving too little. The, the latest statistic is that only that people save only 0.5%, less than a percentage of their salary. And that just, it may think that, yes, that's very grim, but it again talks to the fact that we need to speak about money and put away even as little as we can and to also educate people of how, if they have family responsibilities, that they can put money away for that and to start talking about that. And yes, unemployment in our country is at very, very low levels, some of the worst in the world, and it affects the poorest of the poor. And, um, and I do think if we talk about economic outlook, we also need to think about okay, how can we create job opportunities so that people can move into the into the working space. Um, back to basics, I think you said earlier, first things first. And it is, it's economic growth. We need to grow the economy um, because it is very low at the moment. It's, um, it's to be over 1% next year, which is low. We're going to take an ad break now, but I do want us to engage against everything that you have said. Perhaps what role financial 
advice institutions, brokers, personnel have in relation to perhaps flipping this coin? Also, just to continue in this context, what advice do you honestly give somebody who says to you, this is how committed my money is. As soon as it comes in, there are commitments that are waiting for it, sometimes in arrears. So I work to service essentials. I work to service debt. And it's another 29 days, a long time, before the cycle just continues. Now you want me. And they will take you through an itemized, if you will, account that says there isn't money to spend. And yet, importantly, you make the point, save, however little, save. It speaks to psychology. It speaks to culture. So let's engage that, Nidia, after the ad break. Nidia Lorenz, Senior Actuary at Metropolitan. Song is on my page, on the viewpoint. Twenty-one, twenty-three. We're looking to wrap this very important conversation. Nonetheless, the psychology of money, financial literacy, should be an all-year thing, and I would add an all-age thing. To help further this discussion is Miss Nidia Lawrence, senior actuary at Metropolitan. The role of financial advice against the realities of people. First things, let, let's engage that point that I'd. Um, talked to earlier, Nidia, there are, there are people who are just stretched, stretched, committed, possibly overcommitted, if not in fact overly committed, and just not earning enough against the economic climate that pertains. Your thoughts, your th- advice to them against especially the concession that you made, it is important to save however measly the actual saving is because it is time in that culture, time in the market, as opposed to timing of the market that counts. Mm. Thank you for the question. Yes, I think for financial advice, in terms of a financial advisor, and we as a as Metropolitan, empower empowers our financial advisors with financial education that when they sit down with a client that they can speak about money and be transparent about money conversations and to actually look at the budget of the of the client and to sit together with them and not to give them only one option but to give them a few options and to talk them through the the client's responsibilities. For example, in terms of how many children do they have? Do they have to save towards education? Do they have family that they need to take care of? Say there's a funeral and to teach them about that you can actually take out funeral cover for a very small amount so that the funeral is, is covered when that happens. To talk them through how many dependents they have that could support them in retirement or do they have to save themselves for retirement? And then also apart from that is the financial industry are also much more transparent in terms of the costs that we share with the client to tell them exactly what what's the hidden costs and what could they expect to get out of this out of the savings and also to be i think open again about money but also just with the campaigns like the Sasanke um, in savings campaign that Metropolitan runs and that other companies run to be to put financial education out there to empower people through social media and advertisements and financial advisors that actually talk to the people out in the street and to teach them. And that's, I think, all to get into people's 
you know, the psychology of money and to make it an open conversation and to share our own experiences openly and what we struggle with. And I suppose the final question, and, and it dovetails with what you have said, for that to happen and to happen with meaning, people must know where to go. People must know where to start. It helps that they know what to ask, but just the point of entry is important. What can you share from a metropolitan perspective in that regard? From a metropolitan perspective, I can share that we have a, um, a WhatsApp number that you can that you can send a whatsapp to with a call back and a financial advisor will call you back with information and ask questions and can listen to you and that's one thing another thing is to walk into a metropolitan branch and to speak to somebody across the desk and to ask your questions there if you want to Fantastic. Well, let's leave it there. Thank you so much for your time, Ms. Nidia Lorenz, Senior Actuary at Metropolitan, engaging the psychology of money. Financial literacy should be an all-year thing, even an all-age thing. 21.27 is the time. Two more conversation. The next one is with Mr. Rogers Makamu, Limbobo MEC for Cooperative Governance, Human Settlements and Traditional Affairs.